Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rodeo Time, the podcast. Got some new guests on the scene, Mr. Cody Webster. What's your middle name? Lane. Cody Lane Webster. That's, that's, that's Rodeo Cowboy right there. That's Rodeo. <laughs> Please tell me it was after Lane Frost. It is. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. I did not know that. Cody and Lane. Cody Lane. Both of them. Yep. You're named after Cody Lambert and Lane Frost. Yep. And now you're going to your ninth NFR. Rolling, baby. That is bad to the bone. I did not know this about you. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's your middle name? Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we got Cody Ryan, Ryan. over here. Oh, man. What, who Cody Ryan Gertson. Cody Custer. Were you really? Another world champion. That's pretty bad. That's cool. But yeah. Ryan totally throws it yeah. off. What, what's the Ryan? Where'd that come from? Only God knows. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. Well, me and Donnie won't tell you what who we're named after. Okay. Um, Ryan Gertson. I'm, I'm sorry. Cody Ryan Gertson. <laughs> Cody Lane Webster joining us today. We have great talk. We talk about sponsors. We talk about uh, NFR. Talk life. About getting started in bronc riding. Life. Uh, what it takes to get started if you want to be a, a stock contractor. What it takes to be, get started if you want to be a rodeo cowboy in general specifically bronc riding, bullfighting. Um, check out Cody Webster on Instagram because that's where... Um, hey, Lisa. That's the business. Can we find out how much we owe him before the day's over? I owe you some money. We've been selling your merch. I owe you a check. Um, Blythe, cut this out. <laughs> no, you don't have to cut that out. <laughs> I, I mean, when I, I handle your and JB's merch, and you guys get paid for it. So Yes. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's public knowledge. Support you know? support rodeo. Because some us. people some people might like uh, Cody Webster and JB Mooney, but they don't like Dale Brisby. Probably most people. Well, rest assured, they get <laughs> most of that. I ain't, I ain't ordering none of that DB stuff. I ain't going on that Dale Brisby. I'm going to get me a JB I'm going to get me a JB poster. I'm going to get me a, a Cody well, Webster. I ain't up there in the wall right there. Man, I don't care about that Dale Brisby. That joker. <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> A lot of non-Dale Brisby fans out there. But um, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably aren't one of those non-fans. Um, so anyways, check out dalebrisby.com for the merch. And uh, I got this new one on. Get around them, Dale. Get around them, Dale. It's my only green Come on. shirt. Come on. Probably won't sell that well, but I love it. It's like... <laughs> I like you can, how you, much you can tell that's you. Like, it looks get like around them, baby. Like, the, like, someone just took that picture and just silhouetted it out. Yes. Like, that's that's a pretty good silhouette. Yeah. And it's like... Like I'm chasing a calf, and it's like imagine a herd of a bunch of real cowboys, and they're like they're pushing the herd, and this this little doggy calf who's not going anywhere, loaded, yeah, just <laughs> loaded, like just looks like crap, and it's like he takes off, and Dale's pulls his head down, I'm gonna go get him, <laughs> and then somebody yells, get around him, Dale, mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like it's kind of like that kid in the basketball team. You're winning by 40. Coach puts him in, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter. And Get he, him. And he, and he, he makes a shot. Yeah, he makes a shot. And everybody goes absolutely nuts. That's kind of what it is. Dale going after this doggy calf. Get around him, Dale. Anyways, whatever. That's a long explanation of why I put this on this shirt. We came up with another shirt idea in this podcast. What, what? Oh, man. There's a... Uh, American in them. Yeah, we had a great podcast. Great talk. We could have talked for another hour, but uh, we got to go buck some Bronx on the beach. I need some barbecue. 
Oh, yeah, lunch. Let's go get lunch. Uh, enjoy the podcast and check out dalebrisby.com. And now for the intro music. Y'all going to cowboy hat it? Yep. You can I, wear I it. I guess. I, I got mean, fl- flying W. There's one right there. I think there's one right there. It should be on the ground if you want one, Cody. Yeah, you I'm don't have to. to. I have to because I just I, I I can't get the. We ride. did. We went and did a. Uh, we went and did a podcast with Boots O'Neill over at he's ninety still ranches. How ranching cool is that? works on the the sixes, and we weren't gonna. That's where Jimmy's headed. We weren't. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> Who's Jimmy? Yellowstone. Jimmy on Yellowstone. <laughs> oh, did they say that? Yeah, that, he's that's where he's to, headed. Going to the sixes. I haven't caught up. Oh. Well, fresh out. Anyway, um, they. Uh, yeah, so we weren't gonna not wear cowboy hats doing a podcast with boots. So we all wore our pot. Like I'm just saying, it's not unusual to wear a cowboy hat on the podcast, but. We wear, I like wearing a cap during the podcast because you can wear these headphones, and then and you, you can, can hear, hear yourself. Yes. That way, if you sit back and you can hear well, that. I don't know, Dale. Can you hear me now? Exactly. Yes. yes. So that's the difference. That's why we wear caps. But I was thinking about it this morning, actually. It's funny that y'all were wearing Like, we need, we need some kind of different headphones. You can never. It's cowboy hat. I feel like you can never be out of place. Like, when in doubt, wear your cowboy hat. Always. But you can be out of place in a ball cap. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. you can be out of place, especially for Boots O'Neill. I mean, Boots O'Neill, ninety years old, still ranches at at rodeos. You can get fined. <laughs> yeah, you're, you know, like not only sheet. not only are you out of <laughs> not only are you out of place, but like, hey, also give us two hundred fifty dollars. Oh, can't wear a cap in the arena. So I think when in doubt, you wear your cowboy hat. So, don't you think, Donnie? Yeah, absolutely. God, that was so funny. We went to. Um, Donnie, we had an intern, Nick, and we went to uh, Jen- Jennings to wean, I think. Yeah, we were I day think, working. I think we're, yeah, we were day working. Just on that day ranch. <laughs> but, like, we got up at 3 o'clock because we had to be there by whatever time, 6, I think. and uh, we got, Saddling we, in the dark. Mm-hmm. Saddling Absolutely. in the dark, yeah. like yeah. leggings, everything. And we get out there, and they start dropping people off at the butt crack of dawn, and I look back and Nick's wearing his ball cap and everybody else's and we get cowboy back. Hat. Yeah, we get back and we're running them through the shoot and he was like, Man, I didn't get the cowboy hat memo. <laughs> That's not what you want to say. <laughs> no. Then you're setting yourself I, up for total oh, failure. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna uh, I said, What in the fart did you think we were going to do? And I, I didn't say the fart, but I was like, What did you think we were going to do? And <laughs> Selling popcorn, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> We're not going to. I mean, like, I do sell ball caps, and I wear a cap, you know, a lot, actually. But, I mean, there's just this time where it's like, yeah, we got to put on cowboy clothes. We're doing I mean, cowboy how, how often, though, how often do you like, get to the rodeo, though? And, like, I don't know. I've had multiple, multiple buddies, like, show up. Hey, man, I get behind the shoots. You're wearing a ball cap and a, a T-shirt. Yeah. No. No. Well, I didn't know it was, but you're at the rodeo. What do right. you, what do you yeah. expect? You cannot use my companion pass. Today. No. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Ever. Yeah. But um yeah, there's a there's a time and a place. But uh anyways, I I can I cannot I do not like being horseback with a cap. I can do it occasionally, but like I, in the in the arena, I can do a t-shirt. But like if we're going out somewhere, I got to be unless it's super windy. It well, there is that and There's, it's been like that here lately at home. I've actually been riding with my hood up, tied on, to be honest. Yeah. I hate if, to admit that right here, but it's been the truth lately. Extreme cold or really or really windy. Really, those really are, windy. Those are two scenarios. Yesterday, we're trying to doctor some calves, and, like, KJ's telling me, hey, well, you know, he's up there mumbling. He mumbles anyways. And I'm like, what? And ride up. I'm like, I got to get literally, like, from me to you and, like, turn my ear. What did you say? Yeah, Cal twenty one oh seven. Kef, KJ's not the loudest, and no, and he mumbles a bunch. But we got him doctored. Yeah, yeah. Um, Freaking wind. The other, the one thing though, I'll say is like, cowboy boots. Cowboy boots are another deal. When in doubt, wear cowboy boots. But there's a lot of situations See, where I don't here. have a lot of doubt. Not here, yeah. not me. Yeah. Well, well, I'm saying not me. I'm saying there's probably more situations where you're like, I'm I'm not going to doubt this one. I don't have any doubt. I'm going to an autograph session. I'm I'm going to wear regular shoes. Is it? Would you agree? I have to. Tinny runners. Yeah, the yeah. tinny runners. Just I'll wear boots just when I absolutely have to. Just I mean, special occasions. Obviously, you're going to cowboy boot up. But I'm I'm literally to the point where like I will wear my my shoes or my slip-on shoes or my Justin casuals, whatever it is, I'll wear them, like, to the truck, saddle my horse, put my horse in a trailer, drive to the pasture. When I get out, I'll then put on my boots and spurs, get on my horse, yeah. Yeah. do whatever I need to get done. The minute I get off the horse, I take my boots right back off. And I think it's just from, I don't know, it, it's become probably a little bit more of a habit, but I do know, like, the broken feet and injuries and Taping your ankles every week for three hours a night for yeah, and you're a bullfighter. And, yeah, it's hard to make rounds it's, with a bull wearing boots. It is. Um, I'll say that like being the creator of the phrase "you ain't no cowboy," there's probably a lot of people listening saying "you ain't no cowboy," but if you've had two back surgeries or like any surgery from pretty much the shoulders down, and you you've cowboyed for a living and you know and you've I mean, like, I, I mean, it's just if like, we're going to like feed cows, and we're we might, might not get out of the truck. Like, I just don't have like an intense desire to, to put on boots because I gotta I gotta wear riding heel boots. Like, yeah. I'm gonna wear a riding. Heel. That's, That's how all G I own. is. I don't have I don't have God, like a roper it. heel on yeah. any pair of boots that I own. So like when I wear a cowboy boot, like I know it. I know I'm wearing a cowboy boot, and so well, and it, it's because well, like he's so short. Lost. You know, he has to get that extra. Oh, yeah, that's well, it. yeah, that's it. a little <laughs> taller. Like being in Las Vegas for the the PBR finals last week, there's multiple of them older guys that you know walk up and you look down and they're wearing tennis shoes now, and you're yeah. like, "Hey, what? Where's your boots, man?" I anymore. It just kills me to be out here on this concrete walking well, around in them boots. Yeah. They got to walk six miles to the airport just to get to Vegas. Yes. You got the parking garage and park, and you're walk, and then all of a sudden you get to Vegas. Now you got to walk three miles down the strip, walk to the T-Mobile, walk back to the hotel, go to the. At no point in there did you ride a horse so, <laughs> ever. <it's> like, 
<laughs> I'm probably not going to need my boots. But now I'm not going to tell someone if they are wearing boots in that scenario that they shouldn't. No, you know it, it's like that's major respect. props. Yeah. You're wearing cowboy hat. You're wearing. I mean, you're wearing boots. You know, like, and you you like you do all that in some boots. Like major props yeah. because the times have changed. It. Well, and I mean, you're not going to be walking down Las Vegas Boulevard and. Here comes a rope and stir flying at you that got out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it could happen like craziness, but I I don't know. It's not going to happen. I don't know that the times have changed as in like necessarily. Well, it's it's not like a blanket statement. The times have changed. It's more like someone like Boots O'Neill. He's probably not going to do just on a regular year. He's not going to make a lot of trips like that. No, he's not he, going to walk six miles through the. He's working, riding horses. He, he's not going to walk. He's not going to probably make it to the PBR World Finals. No, you know his daily life is way different than. But what if he were like you, doing. where he spent, you know, a month a year in Vegas, it might be different. He might entertain the idea of like. I think Let me Boots would probably find there. a pair of shoes. Also, yeah. also, we've also got to take into consideration. He might not be a good one to use since that's his name. Boots, yeah. I didn't even know. Really <laughs> so that's his name. So we probably he's probably not going to be found. Like, all right, let's use someone. Tom Morehouse, <laughs> he, another Anybody. legend. An, an, Tom Morehouse, um, another guy came. To, Reggie Hatfield, yeah. Like he he has he's had some back pain. Gone to see the same doctor. Like I could see Reggie. Reggie goes oh, yeah. and watches the NFR. He used to be the wagon boss at the Sixes for a long time, and. uh like worked at the Wagners, like been he's works at all these big Le- the ledge. Yeah, no, another legend. Not legend, uh, the ledge. Right. And so like I could see him if he goes to the NFR, he might throw on like some slip on Justins. Some casuals. That's okay. I feel like we've talked enough about footwear. Um what about we gotta introduce Cody Gerritsen. Cody Gerritsen, he's been working for Webb doing what? Welding. Well he's like he's a I'd have to say he's a part-time welder. He's a part-time all-round hand hunter, but oh, full-time bronc rider. Okay, full-time. And you That's, brought your saddle, didn't you? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, you're ready to strap one. Yeah, yeah, ready to go. You're gonna do it, then talk about it. Yeah, we should have done the podcast after. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know if he would talk that much, anyways after or before getting on it's just he's cool cat just likes riding bucking horses what uh i think i think donnie could probably relate to that yeah i'm from uh total oklahoma how far is that from wayne about an hour 45 minutes oh not bad how long y'all been knowing each other since we're (laughs) about 14 have you worked over there at the the w, w any, the any w, before? Oh, the yeah. W? It's yeah. the W. It's just the W. Okay. The w. We, t- we dropped flying. Yeah. Well, it's just the W now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it landed. It landed. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's how everybody is now. Like, it used to be, oh, heading over to Wes, go find W. Now it's just like, going to the W. You know, it. Yeah. DeKevis is probably the, the yeah, main he, culprit of that. Yeah, DeKevis started that. DeKevis. I like that kid he hate, He hates working. He hates getting up early. <laughs> Yeah. He's lazy. Double A, Austin Ashley, same deal. So, so lazy. They're worthless. worthless. So whenever they, <laughs> the whole time, the they whole show time up we just working. in time to see what you've gotten done that morning. 
just in time to walk up as well. Hey, man, it's time to go to lunch. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I feel yeah. like at some point we'll need a follow-up podcast with DeKevis. DeKevis and who? Who else? Austin Double Ashley. Double okay. A. The Double A. Yeah. Double A batteries. Uh, man, your battery's low today. <laughs> yeah, Austin. His, his is when, low all the time. Get, all the time. <laughs> when do you get Double A's and new Double A's? Maybe you switch to Duracell. Yeah. You know, <laughs> get the Energizer Bunny yeah. up in here. It um, ain't going to help him. So we need, Thank we, God they can fight bulls. We got a follow-up coming with them guys well you know and there's a lot of stock contractors on their heads that there's a lot of uh bullfighters are that way uh yeah they got the talent all they want to do is fight bulls and committee hire. we're not talking about committee hires that's you know what like i was in that same boat like i it till this day alan mccloy gave me a bunch of my very first jobs right here in texas and dude up early in the morning sorting talk about a legend also yeah. a hard ass and <laughs> double hard ass. But that's the kind of guy like. All right, what stories can we tell? Like oh hey, we got Alan McCloy. But I'm saying there's, there's a couple you probably don't want to share. You know, like, no, there's definitely not. But I mean, I got to give credit where credit's due. That guy till this day. I mean, there's still things that go on that'll happen. Like you know, a situation right in front of me, and it it clicks in my mind. Like Alan told me to do something or how to do something, how to handle a situation. <laughs> that's what but, I'm saying. Like why the in like, the hell he cannot be like a normal stock contractor and use baby powder on the latigo of the flank? Yeah. Oh no. Why oh no. It? I'm out there 112, 115 degrees. Hey, Webb, get over and wax some flanks. Wax them? You yeah, take wax. cooking wax. Yeah. It's like these bars of cooking wax. And yeah. you have to string it out and you gotta wax both sides of this. It's Does it help? Yeah. Like a consistency. Hell of like no, a it don't. <laughs> it don't help. Baby powder. That's exactly what he said. Say, see, we you could go through, you know, four or five rodeos with this cooking oil bar isn't versus a baby, baby powder, powder like every $1. rodeo. It's Maybe. not that much. I he could have took the money out of my check, <laughs> which I mean wasn't much because I had to sell cotton candy in order to make enough money to get back home. But you know, I was getting to rodeo. I feel. Baby powder and tape, they're like the two least expensive things in a rigging bag that nobody ever has. Ever. Yeah. Hey, man, you got some tape? Let me borrow some of that baby powder, too. And <laughs> neither one of them ever show back up. No. Dude, it's Gone. like they got they got a $2,500 saddle. They got $500, like, custom spurs with their name on them. The right. Shaps these days, what are they, like 800 bucks? 850 For some shaps. I just got some last January. Halter. Maybe two twenty for a nice halter. Reins yeah. are seventy. How much a rain? Seventy five. Seventy five for the rain. You're yeah, a little low. I'm, you're a little low. I'm, I'm a little low. They got a dollar, <laughs> a dollar roll of tape that some that these jokers can't show up for. And even the stock contractors, like, hey, I'm one of them. So I'm kind of throwing rocks at myself here. You just go through them so fast, and you don't, you forget. I got to tape up more. everything. Yeah. Well, that comes with age. Well, we're not as young as we once no, was. No, that that's true too. I got binds. I like to put binds on each finger. <laughs> I like bear a bareback ride. <laughs> Grip down. <laughs> and I don't. I usually tape up this hand, but I don't. I ride with this hand. I put binds on both hands just to. <laughs> so when you double grab, you don't lose it. And, yeah. Well, it and it's just it's a it's a mental <clears> deal. <throat> Yeah. Like, you just got to feel good about what you're doing. If yeah, you feel good, sure. you're going to perform a little bit better. Maybe, it's, maybe not, but. It's kind of like I remember being on JV football, you know, 
you see like the varsity, they're taping up different things. They got different armbands and you just feel like you need it. You don't know why the guy's got like a cowboy collar yeah. thing, but you want but one. But it looks cool. And but it looks cool. And you well, want like, one. For us, it's like you're a, you're a kid rodeoing and you're like, I, I just can't wait to get my first patch. Speaking of, we got to address that situation, but I wanted to get a patch on my shirt. Like I wanted to have a sponsor, Yeah, you know, endorsements. Like, and nowadays, like being in Vegas last week, like they had the mini bull riding finals there, and every little snot nosed kid has fifty seven patches plastered yeah. all over them, and I'm like, man, yeah, what what did we do wrong? Uh, well, if it, they got fifty seven, they probably paid for fifty seven yeah. patches, <laughs> like, right? They probably paid like. You know, three or four dollars per patch. But so I, I just I remember remote. though, like going through all those, all them years of getting started, and then like climbing the ladder. You know, we were talking about the ladder on the way here. You know, like you don't start out at the top of the ladder, and yeah. that's what is so hard for. I think, especially in bullfighting nowadays, is like everybody just wants to get a pair of cleats. I'm going to the top. Like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna go to the top maybe eventually. But you got to start out at the bottom and earn your way up. Well, and a lot of those kids, their parents are just asking different people to sponsor them. Right. You know? And, and the problem to me, I is think that takes away... 100%. That takes away, like, when I got my first... Like, I went through all them years, all the hard times, the busted bones, the, the surgeries, and then I get, I get nominated for Bullfire of the Year in the PRCA and go to the awards banquet, don't win... And and go up, get my, my plaque, you know. And, I mean, I'm on cloud nine just to get a plaque, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is a big deal, especially in, like, 2011 or 10, whatever year it was. And then I'm walking down through there, and everybody's parting ways and leaving out of there. And, and there's there's a really become one of my great friends, Tom, with, with the Justin Boot Company that says, hey, man, you're Cody Webster? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Cody Webster. And he said, well, I'm – I'm Tom with Justin Brands, and I've been trying to hunt you down. Uh, yeah. Gives me an envelope, and it's got a contract in it for a, my first endorsement. And, like, I just remember, like, not another poor day, boys. Like, we're, yeah. we're going to the top now. 100%. I got a sponsor, you know. Yeah. And then, but it was just such a surreal, cool thing to get my first endorsement, you know. And and I just, I hope the, the younger kids, and maybe they are getting endorsements. I don't know, but... I just hope that their the parents aren't a trying to run their life as far as living out the kids' dream, their yeah. dreams through the kid, but at the same time, I just you see it all the time. Like pump the brakes, back up off Dude, of them, and when someone asks, let them enjoy it. What? How do I get a sponsor? And the answer is you don't. The sponsor gets you. Gets you. And for a number of reasons. Number one, like. When you go to someone and say, can I have this? You've given up all the leverage. He who speaks first loses. You know, that's why when, like, there's a horse for sale, really, first thing somebody asks, like, well, what's your budget? When you say that budget, you lost. No, you say, how much do you want for the horse? You're the one trying to sell the horse. When he says how much, then he lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it's not like a, I'm not saying they're a loser. I'm just saying in the game of pitch and catch, you give up that leverage. When the spot and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, of the sponsors, like think of the ones that that you've gone out and hustled, which 
you are the person like your best bullfighter there is like you've you've been to countless we're working on getting close to double digit nfr appearances you have permission to call somebody well you know what i'm saying like so so but of the people you've called compared to the people that called you which ones do you normally get the better deal with the ones that call you the ones that call you and i've called i've had i've called some people too and people have called me I get the and better deal. And it's all deal. about getting started. I mean, so, you gotta, it. You can't, you can't be playing in the minor leagues and expect to go get what you know the top guys in the, in the leagues get. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I've seen so many guys that if they would stood their ground a little bit longer or waited things out, wait things out. Like he who holds his breath the longest wins. If you had a blank vest, if you had a blank vest, imagine a a a, a rookie. In the in the PBR, he goes to his first PBR World okay, Finals. No, hey, and let's says break this no down. to every sponsor. He goes through. He's on TV. He's got nothing on his vest. Imagine his first deal. How big that would be. Imagine Nathan Harp getting his first selection to the NFR this year. We're we're right here, two and a half weeks. That's from, a prime example from national finals, and like we're we're talking, we're getting all of our jerseys designed and, and dealing with all the chaos and then nathan he's sitting over there like he's like man i don't care whatever you want to do that like, I, I don't have a sponsor and like but for to me thinking this this guy's this cat's going into vegas yeah first nfr he's gonna fight bulls lights out because he's that good what what possibility can come out of this for him exactly it's gonna be huge 100 percent. and and then all of a sudden he's got the leverage because they call him they're like hey Nate, what, what, what's it going to cost? Now, all of a sudden, he gets to answer that. Whereas, if he were to call $35 and a Coke. If he were to call them, <laughs> he would be like, well, well, just in the game of chess, of horse trading, if he were to call Justin and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to work with y'all, they're going to be like, the first thing they're saying would be like, oh, I don't know, Justin. Like, anybody would say this, be like, oh, man, I don't, okay, we... We'd love to work well, with you, but we got a budget. It's, a budget. it's at the end of the year and blah, blah, blah. Whereas if they call you, it's more like, hey, all right, that's fine, but you're going to have to pay for me. Yep. You know, but imagine like the And phone they calls, know who he is. If someone like a, like a, um, whoever, whatever, whoever's hot, uh, Jose goes through his per first PBR World Finals with a blank ass vest. He did. And then there, I'm saying say, nothing. I don't remember seeing it. Not even a PBR. The first sticker. year he showed up, he not had even, nothing. Imagine the first call after the finals. That's a big call. That's a big, big deal. So like, but if he had not hustled, to mention he already won three hundred thousand. But but if he had called like six people, if he had called them before he's established, and then he had like like signed these little bitty deals, well now all of a sudden somebody's not as interested to pay as much money to be the seventh sticker on his vest. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Agreed. But I think it too, though, I think a lot of it too is like how you carry yourself after being so desperate, wanting to get that first endorsement versus getting the guy walking up saying, hey, here's the contract, you know. Yeah. Then you carry yourself in a different way. And I think that speaks volumes going into battle too, you know. Well, and – the other thing, it's like the reason I don't like it with these parents, it's like you're just teaching these kids to just walk around with their hand out because at the end of the day, rodeo time, for instance, um, like I love helping kids. And, and most of the time someone reaches out, I will help. 
But what I'd like to see, like at the end, this is a for-profit deal. Like we're not a, it's not rodeo, it's not dalebrisby.org. You know, this is a for-profit thing. You know, this is free country capitalism. We're trying to make money and I got to pay bills. And so like, if you come to me, yeah, we're, we're all trying to make a living here. If, if, if you come to me and you're like, Hey, I want a deal. Like, like, okay, what you going to do for me? Like, what you want me to offer? You want me to give you this money? How am I going to make it back? How's it going to benefit me? And some, sometimes dude, they haven't even thought about that. Right. Like, dude, this isn't a charity. I give, I got a, I got two or three nonprofits I give to, and then I got two churches, yep. like my church home, and then there's another church I like to help. Like, I don't like to talk about, and I'm not, I'm not, you're not going to hear me tell you how much, because I don't, that's not why I give. Like, that's between me and God. I don't even like the damn church to know how much money I gave them. Like, um, I like helping out people, but, you know, when I can. So this isn't a charity. I like, and I like to go with my gut. You know, but like if you, you live in America, you got this nice car, you're going down the road rodeoing, you're like, you got some, like, you're not a charity situation. You know what I'm saying? So like, what can you. But how long have you worked at, at building this brand? How long have I worked at getting to where I am fighting bulls? How long has Cody Donnie been riding Bronx? Like it, it, it's, and that's what is just crazy. And talking about it yesterday, you know, like. People don't they see they see us in Las Vegas last week at the PBR finals. They're gonna see us in two weeks in, in Vegas at the NFR. Oh, well that's that's just this glamour life that, that we live. But they don't see the you know, Monday I'm out there running suicides in the arena and fighting live 100%. cattle at home, you know, just me and another guy, you know. Uh they don't they don't see the the days that you can't get up out of bed and, and yeah. walk, you know. It People just don't see all the what really goes in to, to be where we're at. Right. And it's and I it it's it's mind changing and like for all young kids coming up, like I, I remember sitting like in a in a restaurant, you know, I got to go with Frank and I was probably like eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, somewhere in there. Got to go with him one of the one of the PBRs and that's the first time I've got to really meet Chris Shivers and, you know, these big time bull riders and they're all sitting there, we're all sitting there eating uh lunch and they're like, What are you getting Shivers? He's like, Nah, I ain't eating. What? Yeah. Now, I'm not eating. They don't have anything that, you know, is, is healthy. Like it was a burger joint. He's like, I'm not eating a burger. I'll, yeah. I'll wait till we leave and I'll pick something up on the way to the room and I was like, it really stuck to me, you know. I was like, Chris Shivers won't eat a hamburger, you know. And it's not that he has anything against hamburgers, just the fact that he's a professional. And, and, and what I'm weight. what I'm getting at on this is like, if you're wanting to be like, I, I hear it all the time. I ain't going to the NFR till I make it. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna go watch a perf. I ain't, I ain't gonna pay for a ticket to go watch the PBR finals till I make it. And I think that's the biggest mistake because, like, I I remember like where exactly where I was, where I was sitting. When when things crossed in my mind that that's my target, right? That's what I'm aiming for now. Yeah, you know, and you can say that sitting at home or sitting in, you know, Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, at the at the IPRA rodeo, trying to, well, yeah, I want to make it to the NFR one day. But when you go and you you buy a ticket and you sit right there and you watch a perf, it changes you. And, and, and <laughs> I think for all young guys coming up. Get out. Go go see what the, the pros are doing. Go see what, 
you know, the the Casey Fields, the Tilden Hoopers, the Stetson Wright, you know, go see what them guys do on a daily basis. It's way different than what you imagined. Yeah. Hundred percent. They're they're professionals, they're athletes. I think too, you know, like talking about like sponsors, it's like a lot of people say you gotta win to get a sponsor. And I disagree with that. I disagree a hundred percent. Dude, think about them rodeos this summer that J now JB has won a lot and that's what's made but essentially right now, like he could go to whatever rodeo and buck off. He'd get two jumped, one jumped. Seen it. And then someone else go ninety. <laughs> and them kids, they're not they're running up to J B still. You know, because he's got a brand. Fort Worth last week. He's established oh, his yeah, brand. We couldn't walk four or five steps. Because of J B. Yeah. He Here's the riding. deal. Like when you're just blame it on J B. J B. Oh, we're going gonna go hang out with J B. Yeah, we're gonna hang out with J B. Oh, we get a free dinner because of J B. Right. Uh, we're gonna get the now, box of salsa. He's a two time. He's a two time world champ. He's not the the best example of that because he's won a lot and that's what's helped him build his brand. But there's a lot more that goes along with his brand. Like, for instance, I give way more merch to influencers than I do rodeo cowboys, and and it's nothing against. I don't have anything against rodeo cowboys, but like. It's the attention. These influencers, this girl, this guy, they may have 200,000 followers, and they're going to be wearing this shirt in this YouTube video that gets 43,000 views as opposed to, you know, this number 43 bull rider in the world who's going to win Longview, Texas, <laughs> and nine people are going to see the rodeo time patch on his event. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to sell Witcher Digits. You tell me which one's better for me. Which yeah. one should I give? It's simple. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna get off my podium. Let's talk about something else. What? How many NFRs you been to? Uh, headed to number nine. How many PBR World Finals you been to? Uh, Ted, I've been selected for eight, but because of COVID, I've uh made seven. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Sat at home in 2020, watched the PBR finals. Do you know who gave it to you? Uh. <laughs> you know, you know where you don't I have got to it. say it. Did you get it from this guy? No, no, no we. No, I never had it. See, yeah, that's I, a lie. I never had it. <laughs> I know exactly where we went, exactly how we got it, and it's, I never got it. It's it funny because be. it's yeah, it's just one of those things. I same thing with me. Not near as a devastating thing for me it was as it was blow. for you. And for instance, like Jacobs Crawley had yes. to miss the last perf last year, like devastating. I, I had to miss nine days of a booth, but I, I didn't. I actually, <laughs> I spent it right in here. Gabe had like we we lifted weights, we um, rode horses every day. I had a colt at the time, rode him every day. Like it was like bliss. Yeah. But if you're if you were doing all that and having to watch. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that. Yep. Um, number nine and number seven. Uh, still feels like your first, I bet. What's it feel like going into number nine? Man, it uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's. You think after nine years, you know, the calls that come and everything that goes into it, you think it would get easier. And I think for me, it's gotten way, way worse as far as anxiety and and the 
the waiting and, and wanting to get the call or get the call and it the, it's getting worse and yeah. I think it's just because I mean it, it's it's like anything all great things are going to end at some point you know but it at the same time this year you know Nathan Hart you know we've been fighting bulls together since 2007 I think uh, you know this is a guy that I I when I first met him run into him and he had a Nike check on the side of his cowboy hat and had 47 bandanas tied onto his baggies. Yeah. I mean, this guy was rodeo clown, you know, and we got hooked up. We got to work in these little rodeos together and then we're going to the practice pins and, and then pretty soon we're going to a bunch of really big bullfights together and, and traveling the country together. And, and it's just really cool to, to see a, a new face getting that call and, and really, cause it does take me back to the first time that I got to get the call and, and he thinks he has an idea of what's coming in two weeks, but until he walks down that tunnel, he, he doesn't have an idea. Well, when you say that you're talking about like more of like, what's going to hit him emotionally, emotionally. Yeah. You're not talking about the bulls. No, yeah. the bulls that, that yeah. that's a no brainer. Yeah. Mean, he can that's handle what we that. deal with. And that's right. what drives us every day. But as far as the emotion, the, you what know, are some of the big rodeos he's worked? And he he does like uh, Caldwell, Idaho, uh, Rodeo Austin, uh, does multiple. He's been to Salinas for the last however many years. Uh, you know he he works. I can't name him now. You got me on the what, spot. What have you worked with him? But uh, Caldwell is one of the really big rodeos. I get to work with him every year. Uh, but we've we've fought bulls together for since '07. You know and talking talking back to like the ladder and climbing a ladder like i remember going and cody can attest to this he was there that night but we get a call and hey man we're we're gonna buck some bulls down here and uh can can y'all come fight bulls duh i mean (laughs) no brainer that's a no brainer we're going where danny hicks we went to danny hicks down in scary oh just like a random practice pin yes gotcha where where was this at uh, Rush Springs. Rush Springs, Oklahoma. Yeah. We we pull off the road, dude. This in 07? Uh, nah. Oh, nine, nine probably. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Like, we were... You and Harp. Yeah. You pull off the we're road. Off. And Gerritsen. We're yeah. all together. Were you fighting bulls? No, I'm You're just, just... hanging out? Tagging along. Gotcha. He's bronc rider full-time. Yeah. yeah. I got you. And, <laughs> like, we I'm got this address, and we're like... We drive by it a couple times. We're like, what? This can't be it. Dude, it's like... It's like a junk... Like junkyard. Junkyard. Ugh. Cars stacked and uh. I'm like, this can't be right. So we call, hey, yeah, man, where all that them cars are stacked up. There's a little path you drive a through. Two there. track. I'm like, oh Lord. Sure enough, dude, we roll back up in there and go through all these cars and everything else. It's crushed and metal and it's just it's kind of spooky. And you're thinking, what else is to come? Yeah. We're supposed to be bucking bulls. We roll up in there. And there's this tiny, tiny arena. It's no bigger than this table, dude. It's got one bucking chute. That is the bucking chute and the outgate. And it can be a right or a left-hand delivery. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's it magnificent. It sounds like something that somebody should make. Yeah. And sell. It's, yeah. Like reproduce. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we get out of pretty car. versatile. Well, Jody Wright and them, Junk Bull Company, uh, has been around right there, Oklahoma, my entire life. 
Like these are the guys that had bulls at all the open rodeos when I was a kid. And then breaking into getting some jobs, getting to go work them same open rodeos. Jody and them have the bulls. Jody and Stoney, great people. And they would do absolutely anything to help anybody. Oh, yeah. But they have the biggest. There's, and I don't know. I really don't know their situation because I haven't really exactly been there. But just judging by every time I see their bulls, they're four. They're five years old. Never seen, never seen no. human. <laughs> and they are huge. Big and old mean. black and white spots that and plumber mean. bred bulls that are mean. So we roll up into this junkyard and I'm like, man, this is not looking good for the home team at all. And sure enough, there's the back pin right there. There's 10, 12 bulls, big old jokers, five-year-olds, four-year-olds, ain't ever seen human. And this arena is the size of this table. And Sand. we sands deep. We walk out in the arena. The three of us pull a tractor tire like a split tractor tire that was like the buried guy, halfway. He hit it with the drag. The yeah, drag he's dragging like the jumps up like yeah, boom. six foot off the ground. And That's this funny. tractor tire comes up out of the ring. Then there's tires like holding posts. <laughs> yeah, down. like what's the point of dragging? Yeah. There's a tractor tire out <laughs> yeah, there. Like it, the, well the ground around get, the tractor the, tire yeah. will be nice and fluffy. Well, they might have tried to cover it up. There's there's <laughs> a uh, big old bathtub over in the corner right there behind the gate well that's where they water gate side (laughs) that's where they water them yeah Yeah. so it's it's a bathtub full of water sitting there in the arena and i'm like dude and it's a big tall you know eight ten wire you know cable fence top rail and they load them and we start fighting bulls and i I mean it it, you just Fought them or or you're, they were bucking. Well, bulls. they were bucking they them. Were bucking but then, them and, you know, of course we're gonna. If anything stuck its head out, that was mean. We were going to them like it. Yeah, that's how it was. Like was we this were, your we first experience with harp, or just one of the old? Oh no, no, this is just yeah one of the times. Yeah, I mean, one, one of, the, of the many times. Right. But I just and I remember like we getting hooked up and just fighting this bull and I mean this bull's mean, big, scary, and mean, and like. It was a last-ditch effort to save my bacon. I throw a really sweet right-hand fake on him, and, like, I don't know exactly how it all played out, but I remember this well of a bull end up laying beside me. Like, he took the fake so hard and that sand and everything, yeah. all four feet come out from underneath him, and it, he just splats right beside me. Yeah. And I'm like, I could hear his air go out of him, and I was like, that may be the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And, like, Nathan, I mean, like, he – there's multiple times like we're we're at another practice pen and he gets thrown completely out of the arena you know yeah. like it, it's just it's crazy so many cool stories looking back and now all of a sudden looking back 2021 you're both at the NFR we're both getting to go to the finals together and that's awesome and it's I we're we're so excited talking to Dusty Tuckness uh he's you know, the, like he's we're, the third guy we're the we're just so thrilled to see I love Nathan that. Harp going. It's all three of you guys in the arena at the same time, like yeah. rather than just like two of y'all and one and guy an alternate there. sitting yeah. there. Yeah, it's it's a cool deal. It's like, hey, we're adults. We can we can learn we can how all to work together. Rotate in and yeah. move around. Like we can we can handle ourselves. Yeah, it's the NFR. Yeah, <laughs> it's the finals. Right. Yeah, we can handle three in the arena. Um, man, what's the bull rider selection? Man, I saw Braden Richardson yes. made it. Dude, he's from like my neck of the woods. Be stunting. 
And that is Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Be stunned. Be stunned. I was so pumped when I I need to text him. I haven't talked to him. I haven't seen him in a little while, but like Dude, yeah, Ellensburg, he's, like, he's he's borderline. Like he's he's got to do some good between Ellensburg, Pendleton, <laughs> them last couple rodeos that count. Yeah. He's gotta he's gotta make it counter. He ain't going. He's like number sixteen, seventeen, maybe. Yeah. And I mean you can tell the pressure's there and the kid drove a a Dodge pickup all year with yeah. no camper. Yeah. Sleeps in the back seat. Yeah. You know, I'm like, dude, like, what point are you like maybe getting a van with like at least a mattress? Like right. where you can at least Oh man, back seat's good, man. Like, well, he's not that tall. No, he's like four foot tall. Yeah, he's pretty short. But <laughs> like to see him come into Ellensburg and stomp him down at the Extreme Bulls, become the the Extreme Bulls champ, like punched his ticket right there. Yeah, and then you could see like all the weight come off his shoulders. Man. Rolls into Pendleton, kicks yeah. their butt. It's just what's neat for me about that moment is why seeing him. You know, I'd see him at different bull ridings, see him at different rodeos, like for a long time, for years. Like I've been knowing him a long time, and uh, there's just a lot of young guys that come up, and and he was never one like he he wasn't like like this, you know, arrogant guy. I'm not saying he was arrogant, but like it's like, hey, I'm here to ride bulls, and I want to be good, and I'm going, I'm going to do my best to make it to the NFR. Well, there might be forty guys at that in at that bull riding that are acting and thinking the same thing, but he's the only some buck that did it. That did you know what it. I'm saying? So like years later, you see him make it, and and it's just like man, them other guys. Some of them might own their own businesses. Some of them got families. A couple of them might be in jail. Some of them <laughs> work for you know, and and then but this one he meant it. He meant it back then. One hundred percent. And and that that's cool to watch. It's and like, he's still the same way. But like at some point, be rich if you're watching this. Let's get a van. Yeah, you gotta get. I mean, good time and rodeo van. And here's the deal, like probably get better gas mileage. Like you you drive by and it's like noon, and that old Dodge is cranked up running, and you're like, that's be rich. Yeah. And you walk over there and I mean that mullet's all sprouted out and he's just snoring, son. This is the time. It's like, well, go to your first NFR and uh, win you a couple of rounds and then get you get you one. Yep. You ain't got to spend the whole check on I had, on I had the Lincoln hot rod, dude. I drove the Lincoln for multiple years there. But do you know what I'm saying? Like thinking like bullfighters. You see them guys come in and maybe they go to those same practices that that that, that you and Harper at in 09 and, and they're like, man, this is something. I'm going to do it. Blah blah blah, and it's not it's nothing against them if they change their mind and go do a different profession, or maybe the injuries, or they have unexpected children that change their. Like you can think of them guys. Well, oh yeah, Harp's one of them. Like when he said it in 07 and 09, he meant it. And now he's here. He's like, here, that's man. Cool. And 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 to test that, the surgeries he's went through. I mean, he's had hip surgery, a couple knee surgeries. I mean broken i mean all kinds of broken bones this guy has had the eight ball placed on him and to see him keep coming back keep going through the the fire and to make it i mean it's just it's it's awesome yeah it's really cool that's just it's just neat to watch guys but you can you can see the difference you could tell that nathan back then he didn't know what he was doing but he had that eye of the tiger yeah he 
is Clint Atkins every weekend in the locker. You got the eye of the tiger whip? I'm there, baby. Trust me. Hey. Frank Newsom. It doesn't matter if we're working cows in the in the pasture, if we're at a bull school, if we're it don't matter. Dude. This guy is he does the most the coolest thing you think you've ever seen him do on TV doesn't compare to what I've got to witness him in his boots and spurs in the cow pen or let's let's talk about this branded. for a second. Let's do the math for people. Oh seven. That's fourteen years. It's fourteen years. Can you imagine going to like maybe your first you go to a school you go to a, a rodeo, you see it, and be like, I want to be a bullfighter. And if somebody like tells you, all right, it's going to take you 14 years. <sighs> a decade and a half, you're going to be at the NFR. Like, how many people would be like, okay. Okay, I'll sign up for yeah, that. Yeah, I'll sign up for 15 years before I'll eat, I go. I'll eat all sorts of burritos. And accomplish my dream. Uh, hang out with Alan McCloy. Yeah, have, I'll do have that. Have nine surgeries. <laughs> like, get, you know, and then have to sit out, go go back to Absolutely fencing. Absolutely like not. 14 years. In one of the roughest, and I haven't thought of it that profession. way. Dude, imagine, imagine 2007, Nathan Hart, and it's like, hey man, you're gonna make it. It's gonna take you 14 years. No, he's he's made a he's accomplished a lot of goals. Like, yeah, hey, no circuit finals. Had he fought the national circuit finals? National circuit finals. I'm not saying this is finals. the first thing he's he's won every big bullfight, freestyle bullfight that there is for rodeo cowboys. This is the but Super to Bowl. say that to yeah. say, okay, here you are, 14 years from now. Yeah. You're gonna to get to go to the NFR. Let's let's put it in 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 yeah. We could tell like a a, a young quarterback. Hey, this is your rookie year. Yeah, you're uh, you're 21. Man, when you're 35, you're, you're gonna make your first yep, Super Bowl. In. You'll make your first Super Bowl. They'd be like, well, damn, I gotta wait for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's but that's 14 heavy. years of getting to do what you want to do. Exactly. You know I mean? I'm not saying you're as miserable. I'm just no. Saying, yeah, there's like, like I and that that's what people don't understand is like. The actual freedom that comes with what we get to do, yeah, rodeoing, going to bull ridings, is is you are your boss, and that's what is so hard to get through. All these kids coming to the camps right now, and like just young kids reaching out, like, "Well, man, what do I do to?" Like, you you don't have a coach say, "Hey, here's your workout." You don't yeah. have a coach saying, "Hey, here's your cow, go fight her." Hey, here's you know, here's this. This is how you eat. This is how you train. This is what you do for this week. And then next week you're going to do this. And then a week after that, you don't have that. So you have to be your own boss. You have to be hard on yourself. But at the same time, man, the things that I've gotten to do through rodeo and, and bull riding, the, the opportunities, the country I've got to see, I mean, it's, it is the best life. It's the epitome of freedom. It's freedom. It's the epitome of freedom. And it ain't always – Sunshine and rainbows, no. with freedom, <laughs> dude. It's it's my most favorite thing in the world is standing on the back of the bucket and shoots, listening to the national anthem, and it's and I'm not that trying right to be, there. I'm, that dude, that's made my hair stand. Yeah, up. dude, I'm I'm not trying to be political. I'm not trying to be any of that. I'm not what it, like we're not. I'm not trying to talk about that. I'm just saying before game anybody time. ever started like standing up, whatever. That's when the, knee, the game whatever, changes. I'm saying for the last however many years of my life, standing on the back of the shoots. Wherever you're at, whether it's 20 miles from the house or five states away, like that moment, you're just like, man, I'm at a rodeo. I entered it or I decided to drive. I took this job. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm going to do this adrenaline sport that I love. And then I'm going to like, whatever. I'm going to do whatever. Well, like, what did you say the other day, G? Like, you're like, he said something. He compared it to, well, have you heard, have you done this more or have you heard the national anthem more? And I was like, actually, I've heard the national anthem more. Yeah. Like I've been doing this for yeah. almost twenty years. Yeah, 
And Dude. every rodeo, every bull riding starts with the national anthem. I remember when I was a kid, my dad, it was the national anthem. We were at some sporting event, like a, maybe a high school football game or something. But I was like a kid, kid. And uh, national anthem played somewhere. It might have even been on TV. And he yelled, hawk it in on bareback riders. Hawk it in them. And I'll never forget <laughs> it. Every time, I don't, I try not to say it every time I hear it now, but every time the national anthem starts, I, I can hear my dad Get saying, them riggins tied. Hawk I don't it want them slipping. Hawk it in on bareback riders. Like this, like. Anyway, that's what I need to. That, that's that's a, cool a new stuff. shirt. Yeah, that's a new shirt. That's yeah. a good one. Hawking in on bareback riders and the American flag yeah. on it. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. That would be tight. Yeah. That'd be tight. That would be cool. That's America. Yeah, hawking in on bareback riders. Yeah. Anyway, um, like we were hustling and bustling, trying to get here a little bit earlier than we did, and I'm like, "Gee, I'm thirsty, dude. You want to get a drink?" And then, like, pretty soon, I'm like looking at the clock, and I'm like, "Man, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe we ought to roll on, you know?" And I'm like, "Gee, you want a drink?" Well, I mean. I thought you said you wanted to drink. I, yeah, and then he's like, "We're Americans. We do, we can do what we want, how yeah. we want, when we want, with yeah. who we want, with who we want, <laughs> with however we're getting a drink at Loves, with a, with an unlimited amount in the magazine, as we want, like as many Straight pal pals." Talk. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said I wasn't going to go there, but I had pal to pal. a little pal pal. Um. Anyway, um. So, NFR. What is today? It's the middle of November. When are you going out there? I think we're, we're leaving, leaving the twenty eighth. What day of the week is that? After Sunday. I think we're gonna leave Saturday. We might just stay in Amarillo, but and then just twelve hours. I'm I Sunday. This is all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna drive four hours uh to Amarillo and I'm gonna go about fifteen minutes uh detour. I'm gonna pick up my Jordans. Custom made. Oh, you got some J's? Yep. I got some J's coming. <laughs> like uh, some for real Jordans? Like for real, for real. Custom. Custom. Bullfighting Jordans. What? <laughs> Top oh, of the line. Are, you're not like, this isn't like a nickname for like some other brand. No, I'm talking Jordans. Some Jordans? Coming from Dean Randolph, the boot company. Boot man. Oh, you're talking about boots. Oh. No, no, I'm talking about some J's. With cleats? Yeah. Oh. What, what does Dean cleats. have to do with it? He building them. Yeah, he makes shoes now, too. Like no. He, he made Dude, Nelly's. have you not seen his Instagram? Yeah, he made He just, got done, he just got done with Nelly's shoes. He doesn't I post. He's that. not a very consistent poster. He's not a consistent poster, but they're legit. That's all I'm saying. And oh, you're pretty damn. high up on the list because you got Yeah, I got, I got moved in front ahead of, of Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. So... Feel pretty good about what? that. He's making shoes for Floyd Mayweather. Yes, yeah. he just got done with Nelly's. Well, I knew that. Dang, that's awesome. He's making Tom. I got Brady a pair of Dean Randolph Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen your picture on there. I've got, I've, I've got a lot of custom. Boots. Uh, it's like next level. Yeah. NFR bullfighting shoes. Dang. I mean, I'm stoked. I've got a couple of pairs of custom boots made his like are some of the most comfortable that's what everybody says first time you put them on it makes no sense to me when people are like to a custom boot maker like well you got to wear them for a little bit and then they get com-. well yeah, you gotta get them broken that's any shoe like you could, you could literally like make a shoe out of cardboard and once you get it broken it probably feel better than when it started but his boots as soon as good, you put them on right when you put them on yep. yeah 
Dean Randolph plug, but it doesn't sound like he needs a plug. No, he don't. But you make it's a just so for cool Floyd Mayweather and Nelly and like Cody the, Webster. He was yeah. the he was the judge for the PBR finals, and so like I'm walking out, and he's like, "Web, see these shoes?" And I'm like, "No, man, sit down." So we sit down, and we start scrolling through all these shoes he's building. I was like, "Dude, like, I wish I wish we'd have known this like a month ago." Like I'm thinking, you know, it takes a long time to get something like this rolling. He's like, "Why?" I said, "Well." <laughs> That'd be cool, like to build a, a bullfighting cleat for the finals, and he's like, "Done, Dang. we're doing it." And I'm like, awesome. "We literally have three weeks," and he's like, I- "I've got it. I- yeah. It's a done deal. Pick them up on your way through." Yeah, I got, I got, and the- he's killing me with the suspense because I'm like, "Dude, update me. Like, what do you got going on?" And he's right. like, "Don't worry about it." And yeah. Like you like you like fighting bulls, huh? And like untipped bulls. And I'm like, oh yeah. And he's like, okay, I, I I've got something working. <laughs> so now I'm just sitting over here, just sweating. I got those boots of his that I have. Like, I really do. I try not to wear them too much because I I want to like have them a long time. They say you ain't no cowboy on the front. And uh, anyway, ain't no cowboy. You ain't no cowboy. Ain't got but, no pair of <laughs> Dean Randolphs. Um, when's your next rodeo, Cody? Uh, next weekend, Miami, Oklahoma. How many Bronx you been on total? How long you been riding? Oh, since seven. Yeah, That's yeah. We all kind of got rolling yeah, together. What? Same what time. is that? Prairie Circuit? Yeah, like I've been. Well, I ain't been going Prairie Rodeo on here lately because I've been working and yeah, stuff like that been going. To Have some, you been to the Prairie Circuit Finals? Yeah, two thousand twelve. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, where do they have those? Duncan, Oklahoma. Do they? You probably fought those finals quite a bit. Uh, just a couple. Really? Yeah. yeah. When some, are they? There's some qualification errors. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to go into any more detail on that. But okay. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's a little salty still. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, we got a young aspiring bronc rider here. Yes, sir. Donnie Daytona. You Hello. got. Yeah. What What's some advice you got for him? If you, if you had to give somebody one piece of advice. Quit smiling, like Get serious. <laughs> yeah, get serious, Cody. Hey, I need we're this. not joking. He yeah. needs this. Man, I like, everybody told me from the time I started, like, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. Kind of going back to like what you said, like. Climbing the ladder. Climbing the ladder. And if you're, that, not, you're not going <laughs> to get on the hoppers. You're not going to get no, the nice. No, yeah, yeah, we were talking about that on the way here. Like, like you got. You got to like, earn your straps. Yeah. It's gonna like it's just gonna suck. Yeah. Until everything slows down. Like you've been on some bulls. Mm-hmm. Just a few. Not right. very many. But like how many horses you been on, Don? Yeah. Probably around a hundred. He's been on more horses than he has bulls. Right. Yeah, I like, probably got on. Like, like that's how bulls. I started. Like I was getting on bulls and then I got on them horses and I'd like black out. And then like I get on a bull and I'm like, This is slow. Yeah. And like just last year, like I got on a bull just jacking around and I'm like if it was just like slow motion i knew what he was gonna do before he did it but like it just takes time like i didn't start like i didn't really like spur one like every jump until like i'd been doing it for like three years like well that's good to know it's the hardest that thing just, that makes me feel a lot better about it's my, the hardest thing to myself. figure out i think in the riding events but once you figure it out it's the easiest i would say it took me more like Six and a half years yeah. to spur one every jump. I mean, I it kinda, took me a long like, time. I got lucky because, like that, when we started coming up, 
uh, Rusty Moreland. Rockin' our Rockin rodeo. Our rodeo. Big props to him. Yeah. So he gave us a start. Webb, Harp. That's where we kind of started. Yeah. And I showed up, and he was like, hey, kid, like, if you want to do this, you show up at all my rodeos. I don't care how many days they are. The last day of the rodeo, you enter. But the other days, you get on whatever you want back here. Yeah. And I'll load it. And you were working for him? No. You were just, he just, I just showed up. Yeah. He and just, like Bronc yeah, Riders. This, this, hey, this is also the same guy that I got in a fight with. Yeah. When I was is, 15 years yep, old. Did this you is win? before you Because me. he would not let me in money the hard way. Did you win? Uh, it well, was more of a, a year, match. a year later, it was a shout match, okay, but gotcha. yeah. Hey, a year later he did hire me. Gotcha. So, yeah, sorry. That was funny. Then, um, that was the same place where, where was that at? Elmore city. Elmore city. Yep. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> <laughs> you said, if you want to do this, yeah. when he said that, I thought you were going to yeah. say, let your binds out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause that's out, let it out. Yes. <laughs> that's what, yes. Yes. Man, yeah. I, I, that's, that was when it changed. Yeah. Man, me. I went to a yeah. school a couple weeks ago and the first day it was pretty much a wash. Cause I was just getting blown out of my swells yeah like two jumps in yeah and there was i was just i did that the other day like hell two weeks ago i don't know what happened but like i got on like two little bitty horses and then the third day i got on a pretty good pretty good size bronc and i crawled down in there and i was like this is not good (laughs) yeah and i just like unbuckled the hood and let them out and away we went there's like (laughs) there's been like I don't know. I don't want to say any names. There's a couple bronc riders that have helped me over the years that very few times does someone just say, like, you need to tighten your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, when you're yeah. having trouble, like, but they there is a point where it gets to where, you know, they call it bicycling. Oh, You know, yeah. where, like, it's just, it's like they're not even there. And, yeah. I, I I mean, that's just too far out. But, yeah. like, the, the, the binds that used to come on a doll saddle. Yeah. Like, you would almost have to replace them. They just wouldn't yeah. go out far enough. Right. Like, you put them on the last. If you had, I don't know what he's putting on saddles these days. I don't know. I wish I, could, I wish I could find out because I would like to know where mine is. You got one ordered? Yep. Yeah. Did Brand you send a check? spanking new. No. I got to call him. We sent a check for Donnie's last week. Oh, I thought it was done. It's not in the mail? I, I sent the check last week. That's oh. what I said. Yeah, mine's We haven't even. got the saddle. <laughs> I know. That part's not done. <laughs> yeah. The transaction is not complete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we haven't received our product that we've paid for, but we have paid for it. I need to see if he cashed a check. Yeah, he keeps telling me, oh, I don't have that tree yet. I don't have that tree yet. Manny, we, we, we ordered ours like in the spring. He said, yeah, I ordered mine over like, the summer. Well, Donnie went to school the other day and he was like, he saw somebody. He's like, yeah, I got this last week. When'd yeah. you order it? The week four. <laughs> he d- he'll do that. Yeah. yeah. But in his defense, like there are some guys that come along. It's like, Hey man, I'm going in there far. Just broke my saddle. It's like part of the ladder. Yeah, that's that's part, part of the yeah. ladder, and that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. just so long as it's not some high school kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this be my first bronc. Yeah, <laughs> got a brand new doll last week. Plus, plus, if if Dave Doll lost a customer, he'd probably still be able to sell yeah. saddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what. And like, like I said in one the other day, or I sat in Tyrell Larson's. Yeah. The day before I ordered mine, and I was like, why? Why did it take this long to make this saddle feel this good? Yeah. Like, I don't know what he did, but there's something different. from Doll? Yeah. Yeah. Because the saddle I'm riding right now is the saddle that Tyrell made the NFRM that year gotcha. he made it. 
and like it doesn't even. Yeah, I've heard. I, I've heard some guys. It's like there's a couple things. Sometimes when you got one of them saddles, yeah. Well, if you change this about it, then it'll be perfect. And I was like, I asked somebody the other day. Yeah. I was like, we're getting one in. Do we need to send it to so and so to change? And he was like, oh, No, you God. ain't got to change them anymore. Yeah, you can just put it on a horse. Yeah. that's what like, I've heard. Because we went to. So I was blown away that you have to tear down a brand new saddle. Yeah, to well, fix it to ride. The and thing I'm like, that's like what the heck? Super. The thing that like is really important with saddles are the riggings. Yeah, that hold the front mm -hmm. D's on. Yeah, because like the way it pulls down, and that's one thing that I love about G bar G. Like them They're saddles, good. when you put that on a horse, that yeah. rascal like. Randy has those those riggings figured out. Yeah, and they're where they're supposed to be. And, and then there used to be a guy um, that would make a West. Did you ever ride any Wests? No. Uh, a lot of the South Dakota guys. Yeah, like I've Elshers, seen a bunch of them they, when I was in college at Vernon. I, I've got one of those. Yeah. I don't have one of the old ones. I've got the so the the um, the tree the yeah. the jig and the you know the the fiberglass stuff. It's like they call it a Southwest, Southwest. <laughs> because my buddy and here in texas made it yeah but um those pull pretty good but man then nothing beats the way them g bar g's but oh, i can't yeah. think of anybody that right oh yeah every right brother that's ever won a world championship <laughs> <Has> one. <laughs> they love them and they like that's what i rode for i feel like rider right might be he might be sneaking up on being like one of the greatest of all time i don't see how he's not how you can't yeah. say like, he's not like he and he was riding it's funny, in Pinoca. Yeah, there were some cool kids. Dude, yeah. he was riding a stupid small saddle. It was 15 and something. Like, I mean, like, up until last year, he was riding his same saddle he rode in high school. Like, Jeez. I, I want to say he went to his first two NFRs in a saddle that would be, like, whatever size you're riding, yeah. like, minus a half inch. Uh-uh, I ain't doing it. And then and winning, winning world titles. Yeah. Winning world titles in a saddle, half an Getting inch on killer B. Yeah. Getting on killer B. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not. Uh, he didn't win the county fair. No, he won no. the world yeah. in a anyway. But it just speaks to like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, all of them. Cousins. It's almost like you can just like hang out with them one time, just touch, them. and you just start <laughs> and you just start. You know, like. Coburn rides really good. Yeah. You know, right. like all them guys that run around over there, like just. You're as good as who you go with. Exactly. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. 100%. Yeah. Them guys, they travel together. They eat together. They all help each other. Like, there's something to that. I was Dude, the very first thing when, I was uh, told. Yeah. It's like, you got to go. You got to go. Be with around. The right yeah. people. Yeah. I was like, freaking Jacobs. Whenever he would change something, I was like, well, dang it. I guess we're back to not, not wearing tights. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't lick my swells in my saddle. I was like, Him and but Sterling. I just had no problem, man. And that saddle is no, like just. I got the mark. Yeah, I didn't do that. I was like, that can be your thing. Yeah. Like, I will replicate everything else, but I'm going to let you have that one. But like, like just where Dude, it sits. I got to tell you this story. Let's hear Speaking it. of the Crawleys. So. Like I'm, I'm young hotshot. I'm, I'm in Denton, Texas, working for Andrews, oh, yeah. pro rodeo. You yeah. know, here comes Sterling, here comes Jacobs, and like I'm running the neck rope, you know. And I, yeah. at this point, like I'm young in the PRCA, but like I've been rodeoing, and I've been through the Alan McCloy, you know, 
yeah. learn how to run a neck rope. And you don't do it right, you get a very large ass chewing. Yeah. So I'm sitting there running the neck rope, and everything's good. You got me, Webb, Sterling. You, yeah. you got me? Gotcha, dude. And this bronc, I mean, gets wild, goes to bucking, thrashing, trying to flip. I I nail it. I got it perfect. Gets out of there, and, I mean, this bronc blows up and rolls out of there, hits, and that first hit, like, feet slide out from underneath him or whatever it was, and that horse goes down, just flops on Sterling. Well, like, I hadn't quite been at, at this point yet in my career, so, like, I'm like, man, should I should I run and get on that bronc's head or should, should I get? You know, and I'm sitting here doing this the pitter-patter feet, what we call yeah. it in bullfighting, because you, you're just watching so much other than getting in there and getting this guy unhung. So, like, I'm doing all this jumping and moving, and, I, I, you know, and it's like 10 minutes long in my brain. Yeah. Sterling looks at me and goes, Webb, are you going to just stand there and let me die? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, he says that. I mean, I run and bail, jump on this Bronx head and hold him down. He gets loose and gets out of there. And till this day, I've never forgot. Yeah. In Denton, Texas, when that Bronx fell on him, I mean, he's like, I, you probably don't calm remember and cool what day. night of the week it was, dude. No, but I, he, he's like, are you going to just stand there and let me die? Everybody wants the Sunday perf there. It didn't. And so they would, he would sometimes, it would frustrate him. Uh, uh, not James, not Sammy. Sammy. James would, James would put, so he'd put Colts out on Sunday because like 43 people would want Sunday. Two people would want Saturday, and nine, three or four would want Friday. Just because if you got the Sunday perf, then you could go to four rodeos that weekend rather than just three, you know, or whatever. Yep. And so he would put – Economics. So he'd have, like, fire lane and mm-hmm. something on Friday, you know. So I was like, ooh. So the next year – Ooh. I, yeah, <laughs> ooh is right. I entered myself. I was like, it's Friday. And I saw James, like, it was like the week four. He was like, I'll see you Friday. And it was like two of us. And here I come next week, and I was like, what the hell, James? I got this cult on Friday. And he was like, and? You told me every year. <laughs> like, I was like, I've been looking forward to Denton all year. Like, what am I going to have? Fire lane? Am I going to have? Like, there's like 19 different, maybe just tater tot. Like, might not Ooh. even pull a check, but it's going to be fun, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, give me something. He's like, anything. He was like, oh, yeah, I do normally do that. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Anyway, I imagine <laughs> if something <laughs> fell on its side, I could see it being on Sunday. Unless I entered Friday, then it was, anyway, whatever. Um, Sterling is so – he would have to be in a bind like that to have any sort of aggression behind his voice. It, well, it, it still wasn't real aggressive. I was going like, to say It was like, like Webb, are you going to stand there and let me die? Yeah. And I'm like, hell no. Mm. I'm bailing yeah. off in there, you know. I love going – down the road with Sterling. He's pretty chill, pretty they're, laid back. They're good folks. Jacobs man. is the boss. Whenever, oh, yeah. Whenever, he is the boss, he, but they're still fun. Oh, yeah. No, I love going down the road with Jacobs, too. I'm saying, like, just like when when you're going down the road, it's like, you know, it's it's I don't mind it because it's just like, whatever, you know, let Jacobs decide. When you're going down the road with, with Sterling, it's just like, it's kind of the opposite. He's like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, like wherever you're eating or whatever. Straight dog. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's what I was, I remember thinking, it's like, <laughs> he's like, he was wearing tights down to his knee and I was, and I was like, all right, I gotta get 
tights down my knee. And then one rodeo, it's like, it had been a while since I'd seen him. And he wasn't wearing tights. And I was like, what the hell? You weren't going to text me? If we changed. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to text me. Send me an, me send like, me an email, man. Oh. I see you're taping your left ring finger now. You you, you didn't use it. What the hell? We're not. <laughs> that's what that's what Jacobs did. That's, yeah. Because, dude, there was at one point my bronchitis. Like, that was at the six and a half year mark. Uh-huh. So I was like, dude, I'm tired of this. Like, it's not my, m- me, like, I'm just going to, like, pick somebody who, and Jacobs was a close friend, and I'm just going to yeah. mimic. And he was like, man, I think we need you to. Let your stuff out. We are on the way home from Altus, Oklahoma. Me, Elod, him, my brother. <clears throat> he was like, I think we're going to let your stuff out. And that was when everything in my bronchi had changed. And so oh, that yeah. was when I was like, it, it it, was like, not only was, you know, you know, going to a couple of NFRs at the time. He may have not even been to the NFR yet at that time. But he ended up, you know, he's been to 10 in a row and he won the world in 15. Right. And so it was like, he gave me that advice. And then like, on the horse. You know, I think it was like D. Ritter, Louisiana. It was the first time that I, you know, like, and I like started moving my feet, and I was like, "Dude, this is like," and I it just clicked, and I was like, "I need to listen to Jacobs." I can, I was on the horse when I was like, "I'm gonna listen okay, to that." Okay, so I am <laughs> taping my ring finger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start listening to that guy. You yeah. know, it was like that much of an epiphany, yeah. and I'd been on so many Bronx at the time that I was awake. And I could right. think like that yeah. one more. I've been I've been getting bucked off him for six and a half years. So yeah. I was used to them three three second rides. I, yeah. You put me up there for eight seconds, like you said, feels like ten minutes. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's, yeah. When you, that's all it need. That's all you need, really. You just need it to click that one time and then you'll never get that forget feel. it. Yep. Get that you'll feel. never forget it. Like yeah. I can tell you exactly where we were, <laughs> what I was wearing, what color that horse was, like yeah. what I ate that day probably. Like, yep. <laughs> Who was there? Yeah. Yeah. Webs over in the corner selling cotton candy with the broke leg. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Been there. I'm actually done riding Bronx and fighting bulls now. Did oh, you see the snap? <laughs> Did you see the snap? <laughs> I've seen the snap. Did you see the video? Tell give us your breakdown. How what what it, advice do you have for I him? tell you what. I li- I like the grits. <laughs> I like the grit that you had. And even even the common offense part, like you wasn't just kind of just climbing. Like, when you go up a fence, you're going over. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. not breaking a leg. Yeah. Great bullfighting on some baby calves. And but. nobody even told him to. <laughs> like, just, I missed a minute and a half of it on my phone because I didn't even know he was doing it. And then I heard somebody yell. I was like, oh, Donnie's fighting a bull. Just ready for it. <laughs> web, web coming and he said, big bull moves on a tiny bull. And I said, yeah. I wanted to be like, the moves are only going to get bigger and the bulls are only going to get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to enter a UBF no. at the house so long as the bulls are that size. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what. Yeah. 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 I do that. We're not. You don't need any of that. Hey, you know what? I We can we can fix this. Uh-uh. We go, we go buck the Bronx. I've got something on the trailer. <laughs> that's what I've been telling him. That's what I said. She's right up your alley. I'll have dude. to check her out first. She's up your alley. I'll, I'll have to check you. her out first. It'd be money. <clears throat> Is this going to spit out some buckers or just some fighters? Man, I don't know. So interesting fact is Whoopaw, the new yeah. world champion bucking bull, yeah. yep. goes back to a Rex Dunn fighting cow. Oh. So that bull bucks. I've, I've heard of a lots and lots of lots of good bloodlines, good bulls that go back to fighting stock. So yeah. I'm not gonna say she will or she won't, but I will tell you one thing, everything that we're raising at home will uh get a trip. With the bucking dummy, she's got a better chance at it than your your commercial Angus cow 
down the street. Definitely. That might. And she's got a hell of an attitude. Yeah. Me and JB picked up some stuff that uh, Hayden took to the sale barn and some some little bit older cows, but I mean they were good. They've been good cows, and heck, we got them at obviously they kept them for some reason. Yeah, yeah, we we got them at killer price, and uh, you know, but if we get one calf out of them and then take them back to the sale barn, you know what I mean? Like it's a wash. Of course, got to feed them. And then we got 14 yearlings. The only thing is, it's like there was a bull on them out of scene of the crash that they that these most of these calves are out of. But then he put in a Angus bull to kind of clean them up. We bucked four yesterday, and I think some of them were out of that Angus bull. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you got an opportunity. You, you're not heavily invested. Right. If you get one that bucks, like you said, take them all back. Keep yeah. the bucker. Yeah. Like so. This the ones that didn't buck, they'll be back at the sale barn Friday. So right. We literally didn't own them but like five days. Yeah. Yeah. Put out a round bill. Right. So but then if two or three of them buck, pay for the whole thing. But I've always thought that I've not I never really had much interest in getting into the production side of things until I became friends with J B. He can talk you into a lot, can he? He can talk you into a lot, but also like I mean, if you were going to do anything in the buck and bull in industry, he does some swapping. Like, that joker does it right. He's a wheeling and dealing. He's like. one of the guys that and, – and people will call him about it. And he's not going to haul trash. No. You know, so like – and he's knowledgeable. You know, he, he – he, he, so he can – anyway, it was just the right – if you were ever going to do it, that's when – kind of like you with fighting bulls. Like, if I, if I needed to – if I were going to partner with anybody with fighting bulls, it would be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, thanks. It's not like, it's not like could be the the C Dub, DB, yeah, fighting bulls. But <laughs> you probably, I don't know, how you make money raising fighting bulls. Man, right now, just everything coming off the bull schools and and uh, getting to haul them to events. You know, yeah. it's kind of they're all paving their way. They're paying their way and earning their keep, but. I think later on down the line when it's said and done, uh, we're going to have a really phenomenal breeding program. And and where else can you go get proven calves that have already been fought, that you know what they are, Yeah, this is what they are. They might cost you a little bit more. Yep. But instead of going and buying a trailer load of fresh bulls that you have no idea about, right? I'd much rather come to the ranch and buy something that I know is proven. So I think what – it would take to not only make money with fighting bulls, but also the uh, bucking bulls is you would need to find, and this is what you've done. This is what I've done. Multiple streams of income yep. to do that one thing. For instance, like a lot of people might think like, well, I'm going to raise bucking bulls and then I'm just going to sell them for a lot of money. And and some people are successful at that. Not you know, many. you got, you got, a, you got a, like six people, nine people in the world that like, they might make a lot of money selling a bull. And and enough to pay for the the other fourteen out of that calf crop that didn't make it, right? You know, and maybe it offsets. But like what you're doing, you're using them not only to you're number one, you're going to sell them for other people to use as fighting bulls. You're going to take them to events and get like just some day money. You're going to use them for your your bull schools where you teach young people like Donnie how to fight bulls. Yep. And then you're going to use them for content 
where you make money on your YouTube channel, your merch, and your sponsors. Correct. That's how that's the you full circle. Do it. That's Same the thing with circle. these bulls. Like they cost JB and I money, but we've also got the merch. We've also got the YouTube channel. He's gonna he he keeps all the money that we make like on the actual bull itself. So I'm sure if we hit like a big well, lick and like But that's just it is like like you're saying though, like do different things in order to be able to do that, you know. And like right. talking with Ashley the other day, like we had to get everything together and kind of figure out where we were. But like between the commercial cows, between the schools and then hauling the fighting bulls to events, you know, they're they're paying they're paying everything. Their yeah. feed, their hay, their time. So like it it's gonna work out. Yeah. But and I think, you know, whatever you're doing, you gotta look at things with a creative mindset. For instance, if you're rodeoing, and there's probably a lot more people listening to this that, that want to rodeo or are rodeoing rather than want to raise fighting bulls and or fighting uh, rodeo cows. But um yeah, like if if you want to you gotta find a way to make multiple streams of income. Now you can't when you get to a certain point in your rodeo career, you need to f- have most of your time is focused on your craft. Like right. you got to actually be the best at riding broncs, be the best at fighting bulls, be the best at riding bulls. And so you've got to be able to execute those fundamentals. Like Michael Jordan was going to basketball practice up until the last day of his career. So Every like, day. Right. Yeah. Like what he spent his most time on was shooting the basketball, not yeah. – his endorsements and all those other things. And like and that that's something that I think but, I have an edge on people like doing what we're doing is the fact that like Monday, I mean, I took I took the week off after the PBR finals, then Monday I started back training. And from now until the NFR, leaving but, for the finals, yeah. I'm training. There's plenty of hours in the day where you can still be an elite athlete. Spend because, you know, you can't spend 16 hours a day on the spur board necessarily you don't have to do you know five days a week before the you know it's not gonna take that much but if you will if if you will dedicate like I, nobody does that none uh, of the world champions have spent 16 hours a day seven days a week no you know, but so the, so there's there's some gaps in there where you could maybe have your youtube channel knowing how easy it is to start a youtube channel an iphone plus it's free then I mean, or then all of a sudden, like Webb, for instance, now all of a sudden when sponsors call him, it's not just I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to the NFR. It's like, well no, I'm I'm going to the NFR, but then I've also got all these social media platforms with all these followers where I put out consistent content and I'm gonna you know and you've got another you've avenue got to, to get eyeballs on the merch on their product. And so anyways, you gotta find a way to be unique and stand out. So but having having them cattle, having the fighting bulls, the fighting cows, every day that I'm home, I see something that triggers bullfighting in my mind. Whether it's looking at them cows, looking at them bulls, or Monday. That's your foundation. I'm starting back training. I've got I've got ten head of cows up right now. That is what I'm training between me and the the boys at the house. That's what we're training on till NFR. That's so hundred percent. That right there, I can go out work out in my arena, do what I want to do in my arena, and then end the day on a live cow, a live animal. Yeah. The the foundation is your craft, 
even the whole house is built around like you riding Bronx, you riding bulls, you fighting bulls, but maybe have a little garage, you know, you got this other side deal. Yep. Got a little outbuilding that's for your little, your your little side hustles. Yep. And then you never know, it could one day turn into your main hustle. Yes, sir. Because you get up into them, I'd be anxious, you know, the average age of a retiring bullfighter is probably mid to late 20s, average age. But then your good ones, your elite ones, is probably what? What age do you 40. think? Forty. Just, just I mean, average. You're looking at average of forty years. Forty years old. There's not very many. There's not very many um, crafts out there that it's just like you retire at forty. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying like you don't walk into like a. There's not like any office jobs to be like they turn forty and then they <laughs> throw a retirement yeah. party. Yeah. You know. That's young for a lot of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So what you going to do when you turn 40, you know? Yeah. And that's that's an older kind of you better be elite if you're still doing it at 40 cuz yeah. you probably got a family and but that's rodeoing, man. That's like how long did Billy ride at Barra? He, He's like every time I think was, of old guys riding Bronx, Billy at Barra yeah. comes into my mind. He was Hay. into his and 40s. He was rank. He was into his 40s. Rod and, Hay went when he was 40. That was his last one. Those, those are both impressive. As One thing that I think of when I think of rough stock was Bruce Ford. Yeah. He was 45. Yeah. In the bareback yeah, bare riding. riding. Yeah. yeah. 45 in the bareback riding. Heath Ford and Royce Ford's dad. Yeah. Um, man, where is Royce Ford? He hasn't been. I haven't seen him in a long time. You remember? I don't know. We used to wear green shaps. Oh, yeah. Ran around with Bobby Moat. Bigger guy. Bobby would wear the yellow shaps. He was uh, right, or or did he go with Will Lowe? There was the Wolf Pack. Wolf Pack's like Will Lowe, Tom was McFarlane. Will, Tom, Wes Stevenson. Wes yeah. Stevenson. Was yeah. Royce in the Wolf Pack? No. Or was he, did he run around no. with Bobby? I think he was Bobby. Yeah. Who was it? It was Bobby and and Royce and um, somebody else. I know the Wolf Pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And know they would play that. Like. They would play that that wolf song. That that like with that. What song was that? I just hear the wolf playing. But <laughs> God, that was cool, man. That was freaking cool. And then they'd play Low Rider. I seen West just the other day. Yeah, back in Cleburne, and he's doing good. It's good he to is. see him. Yeah, got some bucking horses. Seen Tom over the last couple of years. I got uh, to day work with Tom a couple times. That dude is handy. Like even even in the like he's just cowboy. He's cowboy. That's what I was gonna say. Sleeping was, in a TP. Dude, we were we were all in TPs and we had breakfast. This like we're, it's Monday morning. Like everybody got there Sunday night. Tom rolls in at six AM <laughs> and then just day works that day. Like he, he was like it was the same weekend as the Vernon Pro Rodeo. So like he had like partied and like Tom rolls in, like no sleep, just unloads his horse. Ready to go to work. Just take off. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was classic Tom. Yeah. But yeah, that was wild. He went to the, he went to Houston. Do you know, you know that story? He, when he entered Houston, lied about his age, went in there early. Really? Like a year early and won it. I think he got in trouble. I think he had to give the money back. I don't know. Could be wrong. Like 17. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure he won it at 17. <laughs> yeah, something, something happened. Yeah. I mean, the point is, is Joker's been spurring bucking horses his whole life. Yes. 
Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy. Tough. Tough. Tough, tough individual. T-U-F-F. Anyway, what uh, what else been going on? Donnie's fighting bulls. Going to the NFR. Gerson's just been spurring Bronx and slinging beads. Welding. Yeah, just welding. Yeah, Dude, we built dimes. so much fence. Yeah. Stacking dimes. We built uh, top rail and continuous panels around a seven-acre trap. Seven acre trap. Yeah, that's the bull. That whole that whole bull lot where all them bulls were. They are. had they just been getting out. Man, yeah. it's just not terribly like it. Just but you're you're constantly fixing fence. Yeah. But my biggest fear was like my neighbor. He's eighty something. Yeah, and I had a bull get out, and he seen him in there with his cows. So he calls his cows in the pen, goes to get out and close the gate, and bull meets him at the door. Your bull. Yeah, and. I proceeded to really chew him out. I felt kind of bad after the deal. But I'm like, dude, anything that gets off my place, like, don't mess with it. Like, call me if I ain't home. Oh, so he was trying to. I'll call yeah. somebody else. Like, meet him, meets him at the door, like, got him down? Meets him at the, when he opens his door to get out to get the gate, that bull meets him at the truck. And just hit his truck. Well, blew up on him and blew snot all over his pickup and had his window down, but. What I'm okay. getting at is like, yeah, it could have been bad. It yeah. could have been really bad. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and you're talking big, mature bulls, not not cows. So you calves. made this seven acre trap a little more liability type deal. Yes, love it. Yeah, and, and I can like I can't tell you how many times like be asleep in Reno, Nevada, and just wake up at three or four in the morning and just I wonder if them bulls are in. Hope know? my bulls aren't. <laughs> out. Hope my bulls aren't out. And then you're calling and yeah, it's just it's a lot. It's a peace of mind. I'm not gonna lie to you, I did my front pasture. Same thing. Total, I probably did like three acres because we'll we'll get some yearlings in. Yep. And we and it, it used to be chain link, and I was like, it's just there's nothing cowboy about chain link. There's nothing. Not. I hate at chain all. link. Yeah, like, unless your you're dogs like, crawl under it. Unless you're at the rodeo, <laughs> tree falls on, and it's it. like in the back, and it's like you you whatever. Like that's the only time where maybe you can make, but an argument. But anyway, so yeah, I did a top rail, and then I did five strand of slick wire because i'll put horses in there but then we did a stay every 12 inches yeah so i've like, seen and it looks good buried there and we buried every stay yeah it looks good some of those stay thank you very much some of those stays are kind of long tall and they were like can we cut off part of it? i said nope i said bury every one of them you want to be a intern to learn how to cowboy like you need to learn how to run post hole diggers. Oh, yeah. Dude, I felt zero remorse. Lots of knowledge in it. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for the time when they got to um, clean out the burn bin. It's got all that ash, and it's, you know, and that, like, I feel bad about that. That's going to suck. Yeah. I'm still going to make them do it. But when we're talking about, you want to be an Tying intern. Fence days. You want to be yeah. an intern. That's cowboy. For a cowboy. and learn, Like, your ass needs to know how to time and dig dig post holes. Like, yep. I don't feel bad. I'll see. And up till, up till this last deal... I don't know what it is, and everybody's like, "What the hell, Webb? Like, get get us a post hole digger." I like doing it by hand. I and oh, get you like a tractor or something. Yeah, a and well, when we did fifty hundred, when we did like two hundred and forty post holes for this trap, it uh, I'm not gonna lie, the auger on the bobcat was really nice. <laughs> Well, and if you knew hard. if yeah. you knew you were gonna do two hundred fifty in like some decent dirt, that's not that bad. That's one thing, and you're not in a hurry. But if you're gonna have to, if some of yeah, the we ground built this is trap like, in like 
nine or 12 days of work. Yeah, if, you, if you're in a hurry and you got to get like the uh, – go through some of that hard clay and it's very inconsistent, yeah, you might as well get – Yeah. They they man, we get feed. We'll go pick up feed like six, seven pellets at a time. And they sometimes people complain. I shut them down. Like we need a good tractor. Like all right, one of y'all's asses got to go home. Yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay this many people to work here, and then also have a tractor. So once every two months we can use it. You want me to get a fifty thousand dollar tractor to unload feed right here, six baby. times a year? Right here. Like stay in shape. <laughs> And then we'll go unload it. It'll take 40 minutes. Like 40 minutes every two months. We don't need a damn tractor. No. Doesn't justify it. It no. doesn't take that long anymore. Like, yeah, now with that we got me eight. Oh, dang. We got to tell that one guy to come. Okay. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. I got to call that. We got another intern coming. Oh, boy. Yeah. This one's going to stay back for the NFR. I'm pretty pumped. Like, he's willing to, like, feed for me. Why every other intern and Dale Brisby are gone for two weeks to the Super Bowl of Rodeo. So yeah. he he's he's already like we've, we've got a new intern too and it's same same boat. Like he's he's stoked about feeding. He's stoked about checking cattle and ranching they are and cowboying and they are it's, out there. It's it's good to see. I've been telling J B to get one, but man, he 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 will have a hard time. Because he's he's like they they better they better drink concrete in their coffee in the morning. Yeah, kind of tough. Better be tough. Like if you want to ride bulls, like you, if you'll do what he says, like you'd probably be the best. Like you you can make it if you make it through it. But like he's gonna put you on bulls, and he's gonna you you need to work. Yep. So it ain't gonna be pretty. If you're out there and you want to be a bull rider and you want to intern for JB, like I would send him some videos in the DMs if I was you. But like. If you have any sort of like, you better be ready to get on like eight bulls in a day and work a twelve. Well, hour okay, day. so like the other day he talks about taking the bulls to the college, and he said that and JB's bulls are mean, they're big, they're bulls, and like he says that these kids are like complaining, you know, like man, shoot fighter, how how can you look up at at JB and go have any excuse? Yeah. It's like it's like when you're in a pen with Frank. Like, regardless of how mean or how scary or how big the deal is, you look across there and like you see Frank, like you go to a whole nother level of beast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like and it brings it out of you. Yeah. Like that's a dude, I can't imagine like not getting on a shoot fighter at a practice pen if I want to be a bull rider. And they still didn't get with all the JB bulls Mooney. Booked. Yeah. That's dude, what blows me away. Well, and JB's bulls are not that bad. Like he liked the the thing about it that makes JB different and, and makes people think they're all that way is JB loves it. And like a lot of stock contractors, they just they want that some buck to stand like a shot dog and they want it to be that check these boxes and because they know that bull riders want they want to create a bull that a bull wants to get on. Well, JB is a bull rider and JB likes those kind of bulls. Yeah, so he, he likes them as a stock. You see that's what I'm why he's the best, dude. And he, and dude, he doesn't care if they're rank, if they're like he'll get on them. And so, but but he'll you know he's got some that. But how how can you how can you want to be a college bull rider or an aspiring bull rider and show up and be a Sally in front of this guy? Like it, 
Yeah. It doesn't happen, dude. How, like, how, do, how does it not elevate your game? Yes. How does it saying? not take 100%. you to, to the point of, okay, I'm either doing this or I'm quitting? Yeah. And, like, it's... Yeah, that's a good that's a good spot of, like, when you get there, it's like, if he's got 10 bulls, now being nervous is fine. That means you're aware. Nervous, like being scared, nervous is okay. all that's good. That's fine. I, but I at get some it. point. But if he brings 10 bulls, and there's six of them that you just you will not get on. Now, if you've been on five, if you've been on two bulls, that's there's a few like if you've been on a hundred head of bulls, if you're going to college rodeos, if you're trying to be a PRCA, your PBR bull rider, and JB Mooney brings ten bulls and you're only willing to get on three or four of them, it might, this might not be the profession might not be for the you. profession you want to take no. because you don't need to be a hobbyist. Because here's the deal: there's some. Your game's weak, and at some point, that weak game's going to show up. Yeah. And that's that's the truth of it. Yep. And 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 not only are you going to lose money when that weak game shows up, but you're also going to get hurt. You're get hurt more, you're more yeah. likely to get hurt. Yep. You can't kind of ride Bronx. No. When you nod your head. No. That's when you'll get hurt. That, yeah. You can't do nothing half-assed. Sometimes, a, a, a lot of times, there'll be bulls, like, they might throw you so freaking far. And they're a little, sl- yeah. Bronc riding, you do that half ass. Yeah, you're going to hospital. Way down. You're going to hospital, and <laughs> yeah. and they're going fast. Yeah, and you're going underneath them. Yeah, and you you might hang a stirrup. Yeah, and you. That's, that's the, the worst. biggest thing I and hear. That's the biggest thing I hear. Like like yeah, I've like hung my toe and like whacked my head off the ground, but like like a bull riders, I ain't getting on them. You'll hang a stirrup and die. Yeah. Oh okay, <laughs> so you're gonna tie your hand to that two thousand pound bull. Like, yeah, or hang a hang 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 your spur in a bull rope. Yeah. yeah, it's just as, but not good. I'm I, it's it's or, really or or use the Brazilian, uh, rosin. Yeah, and an American rope, Dalton Castle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, Dalton I'll go there? Dalton needs to go get get some. Willie Sticky Rodeo Rosin. Yeah. This section of the podcast brought to you by Willie Sticky Rodeo Rosin. I like to think my... He my, was welded in, dude. Really? Yes. It was a long, nasty hang-up. Saw it. But that's why we get paid. I was sitting there. I was like, who is... Oh, it's Dalton. <laughs> Y'all were like coming at him from every angle. Every angle. Yeah. I finally I just run and jumped on him and like... I saw that. Yes. Kinda, I remember kinda that. finally got his hand to start moving out. You guys were throwing everything at him but the kitchen sink but that that's what you dream of though like right pbr finals if there's ever going to be a nasty hang up yeah freaking crowds packed you're on tv like let's roll you'd rather not like have to work a hang up like that in danny hicks arena in the junkyard (laughs) no (laughs) but if you're going to it needs to be at the t-mobile straight talk um have you ever what's the furthest you've drugged behind a horse like i've never mm, Never jug. Like, I've never hung a pedal. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this much. When I first started riding Bronx, the the first lesson I got was to learn how to get bucked off. Yeah. Like, my dad rode bulls. We had an old round pin at the house. Put my Bronx saddle on the saddle horse. Papa G showing you how to get off. Yeah. yeah. Papa G showing And there me is how to a lot off. to that. Yeah. yeah. A safe and escape. Yeah, roll like, to your damn belly. Yeah, exactly. Try your ass off. Yeah, never and, quit. Yeah, Jose and, Sage. Yeah. I mean, list goes on. Stetson, which 
Stetson gets in some wrecks because he tries so damn hard. But yeah, them guys when they're when they are getting bucked off, they yeah. still know how to land or or yeah. get off. Yeah, like a cat. Yes, yeah. you gotta be an athlete. Even when even when things don't work out, you gotta stay athletic. Yeah, and like yeah. I remember, like at first I wouldn't do it. I was like just jockeyed up. Hell, I'm not jumping off this thing. They're hauling ass around this yeah. little round pen. I just remember my dad just reached out and grabbed me. She ganked me off. Man, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. My dad didn't do that to me. Yeah. And then, we did have a lot of discussions about it, yeah. but, like, that's that's a I good. I think because, like, I kind of, like, I think he was more trying to get me scared so I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Than actually, like, help me go on with it. Or if that was an outcome, he was yeah. okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. like, I kind of did, because before I started riding Bronx, you know, oh, you know, want to be a bull rider, blah, 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 dad rode bulls. This yeah. and that. Well, you know, I was like, they started hooking me and stomping on me and knocking the wind out of me. And I was like, the hell with this. I don't want to do this anymore. And then when the brown riding deal came about, he was like, yeah, this is going to last about as long as the bull riding deal. But had y'all cowboyed any? Had you been around horses? Yeah, we've been around, like, I don't really come from like a cowboy type background family, but like, yeah, we rode horses and stuff. Yes, and, like, sir. My, my uncle, my great uncle, he roped calves from, he roped calves up until like the day he died. Uh, like he, I'm not going to lie. If I was just listening to this podcast or even just looking, I mean, it sounds like you just came off of like one of those ranches. Like you never, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, like, I would have yeah. a bunch you, of horses. I would yeah. guess you were, you were like born on a horse. Yeah. Like we, like, like, I mean, my dad's, he's, he's a welder. Like, yeah, he's welded from the time gotcha. he was eighteen till just yeah. this year. He just quit kind of welding. We still got a welding shop and stuff. Yes, but. sir. Um, so you've been on you've been getting on bulls about about fourteen fifteen or Bronx fourteen fifteen years. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like we went like did the whole high school rodeo thing, college rodeo. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't high school rodeo. I wish I had a high school rodeo. But college rodeo. Yeah, college rodeo. That's kind of where it makes or breaks you, I think. Like, just that next little step. Because, like, when I was in high school, I thought I was, you know, won the state twice. Thought I was hot yeah. stuff. And was going all the Miami rodeos around the house. And first day of practice at Vernon College in 2011. Yeah. I was like, boy, I'm a low man on the pole. Like, I got to figure this out. Like, we had some... Pretty salty guys there. Yes, like sir. Dawson, Jandrew. You were where? Sorry. Vernon College. Vernon, Vernon. Yeah. Vernon. Dawson, Jandrew, Ty Kirkland, Dylan Henson. Like, we had a pretty Dang. salty group of brown cutters there. Dylan still gets on. <clears throat> yep. Ty doesn't. No. No. That was sad. Yeah. It was sad when he stopped riding Bronx. Yeah. He was, he, he was real pretty. At yeah. It. Like, and it was just like out of nowhere, like. I was just, just like, man, spur the shit yeah. out of a horse. Oh, yeah. And just effortless. Right. It was like he was just smooching one off into a lope every time. Yes. Like he'd just crawl down in there, get both those pedals. And he didn't just, weigh but like 82 pounds. Oh, little Tiny. bitty guy. Tiny guy. <laughs> little yeah. bitty guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like most of what was in his shirt was air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The thing I liked about college rodeo was like from that point on, it's just like, I felt like I didn't go to a rodeo 
where I didn't see someone I had met in college at college rodeos. Yeah. You know, like it's set up like, oh yeah, especially rough stock. I feel bad oh, for yeah. Tommy's. There's no way that that experience is the same for Tommy's as it is rough oh. stock. Like I remember, I think it, my first college rodeo was Mount Pleasant and different region than what Vernon was in, yeah. but like it's East Texas, really big behind the shoots. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of overwhelmed. I go in there and it's people everywhere. Yeah. And by the next year at that college rodeo, same one, it's like, you know everybody. Yeah. But when you first go in there, it's like everybody, you're all the same age, you're all roughies, you're all college, you've got all these commonalities, and and there's a bunch of you that don't know anybody, especially the first college rodeo of the year. Yeah. And so it's like, it's 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 almost like a mixer that you mm-hmm. might see on TV. You know, it's just like, let's get some name tags and we're all here to meet each other. Yeah. It's like you all know, like, because most people, and a lot of people that call rodeo, once college rodeo is over, they're done. You know, and they just yeah. called rodeo. Yeah. Their last college rodeo, they're probably not going to go to another college. They're just there for the experience. Right. Maybe they got a scholarship. Maybe they didn't. They just enjoy it. And so it's just like, we're all here to have a good time, yeah. period. You know, and plus that's a lot you're, of people. You're that playing your around. last high school football game. Yeah. You're, yep. You're playing your last college football game. You're yeah. done. But it's cool. It's like mad respect. You know, yeah. then you got guys that are also going to pro rodeos, but they like, nobody cares. Like if you just called rodeo, that's fine. Right. But anyways, that was what I liked about it. And then yeah. you go to, and it's just like, it seemed like everybody that was in our region also would go to Mesquite those summers. And like, so like, I don't know. And then stay, and that was about the time Stace, mm-hmm. you know, started putting it on rather than. <coughs> Rafter G, which either contractor would have been fine, but that just happened to be the crew that was running when I was there, and it was just fun to fall in with Stace. But anyway, we usually wrap up these with life advice. When I feel out, like I, I feel like we could keep talking <laughs> for when another doubt, two. Let two it out. That's, I went to a Bronx school a couple weeks ago, and they asked me, they're like, what would you learn? I said, when, when in doubt, let your shit out. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I had never said that to you yeah. before. Yeah. Ever. I we had let it out and I yeah. just slowly climbed back. I thought like I got it. There were the, times when you when you would like pull it back up and I was just like, Okay, whatever you think. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's my Did, bad. Well, nobody can sit in it for you. I know. Exactly. Like I rode my stuff too tight for a long time. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, you just. You kind of got. At some point, kind of just got to figure it out. Yeah. Like you got to. But my stuff is loose. I yeah. think when you went to that school, my stuff's probably looser than yours. When you went there. Uh huh. Yeah. My stuff. Um. But it just depends on. Also, it depends on where you're at. Like as you get to the NFR, like yeah. you're probably tightening it up a little bit. It's like driving a race car. The tighter you can. Drive like the it. steering wheel? Yeah. yeah. The tighter you can drive it, the faster you're going to be able to go, but the bigger the wreck's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm kind of more like a John Deere tractor yeah. when it comes That's, to that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going left. Yeah. We're going le- All right, let's go right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the John Deere tractor as yeah. far as like my, my steering yeah. steering column. Yeah. Uh, What you got, Don? Are you going to – y'all piggybacking? Y'all no, say the same no, thing? When no, in doubt, let it out? No. That's both uh, y'all? Take a chance, Columbus did. I like it. Yeah. Man, I, I don't have like catchy saying, but just get get out of your your normal everyday group 
so to say, go find the pros. Go see who's doing yeah. it. See who's successful. Go mimic that. 100%. Get out and get after it. Yeah, you got to find somebody that... And they kind of got to fit your style, too. You know? Mm. You can pick up something off everybody, but... I just, well, Go see I guess how the pros do just it. more like thinking about like really, like, there's a couple pros that they ride some tight binds. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh. some couple guys that just like, and I, and it just didn't help me early on, mm. but I just had to find the right guy that yeah. there's a guy in business. He was like, you guys, you need to find somebody, oh, yeah. one person and stick to it. And I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be you. I'm going to go find this other guy. And anyways, it was just funny, but there's. Anyway, yeah, that's funny because like when I was little, like my dad, he went to a few school like way back yeah. and when would that have been like mid nineties maybe. Yeah, and they, like there's this VHS tape tape he brought back and it was called Role Modeling with the Champs. Yeah, and it had like Lafue had this big old spill on his mental game, and then it was just like nonstop. Yeah, and FR bull rides a tough Edelman, no sound. No, nothing. Yeah. And, like, you'd watch that and listen to all that stuff he was saying and then watch all the bull rides and, like, it was like, shit, I can do that, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like. That's the first step. Head game. Right. Believing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. And winning gives you that confidence, believing it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a great, great confidence. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um. Yeah, when life hands you lemons, put a bull rope on them. That's me. So that's what has I, been. Man, I'm. I just this story. I was thinking about that yesterday. My preacher came, did a podcast with my preacher. He was telling me a story off to. Anyways, when life hands you lemons, put a bore up on them. That was a different podcast. Um, check out dalebrisby.com. Um, check out the web merch. The new web merch on dalebrisby.com. We got it rolling. Yeah. So check that out. We got the new web shirt. It's a throwback. That, those pictures were actually taken during the filming of Netflix. Netflix it was. All three of those pictures. There's a cape in there. Um, cape City. little back fake. And a scared rodeo clown in the barrel. <laughs> Terrified. Terrified. Check out How to Be a Cowboy on Netflix. Thank God that bull wasn't any bigger. Donnie's best buck-offs. DB's best screams in the barrel. Webb's best moves. We got three Netflix stars here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then text me the word podcast to 940-353-0890. By the time this is out, let me know because we're, we're going to sign some posters. We got some posters. We are signing posters today. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And here's the outro music. This is a pretty cool outro song, intro song. Isn't this fun? Love it.